There's no problem too big or small, no issue too hot or cold, and no subject these gentlemen won't talk about. Let's head into the lab to see what they're working to figure out today. Let's get into it and get down to it. Welcome to Figure It Out. It's George, and with me is... Mr. Centauri Minor. My buddy Centauri. And we wanted to talk to you, coming off that conversation about vulnerability, onto another topic which is very near and dear to my heart, which is agency. Mm. And the dictionary definition of agency says that it is the capacity of individuals to act independently and make their own free choices. Nice. And I tell you what, as as I was thinking more and more about it, it just reminded me, kind of, as as your mind wanders, mind certainly has a tendency to do, and realize that man, so much of when I was a young person in my teens, I really wanted to have control. I really wanted to be respected. I wanted to feel like. I was in charge and that probably led me to think that the practice of law would be the right career for me. You wanted I, to be a lawyer? Well, I, I yeah. Oh, I, wow. That's, I could definitely see that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I studied political science because that was, that was the, the right generic route. path to it, theoretically yeah. speaking. I took the LSAT, got accepted to law schools and I thought was, you know, I'll go to law school, I'll become an attorney, I'll get to wear a suit every day, I'll, I'll I'll know the law so nobody can F with me and I'll make money. So anyway, the fact that that didn't work out was an absolute blessing, but agency for me, and it's probably a fiction a lot of the time that I'm in control because mm. I know that I'm not, right, right, but right, right. what I am is certainly in control of how I respond and react to things. Which is really the only thing you can be in control of. So I think it's, it's going to be a fun thing to talk about here for a minute. Let's do it. <clears throat> um, so we covered the definition of it, and as a society, we're, we're, we're going to get into here in the next 20, 25 minutes talking about student loans, student loan debt, because that's there's a lot of conversations about that. I think it's an important conversation to have, and it's an enormous issue, whether you think it's a stupid conversation or a great conversation. Um, there's a problem going on, but <clears throat> before we do that, just, I don't want to call it level setting, but our society protects senior citizens and we protect children because they lack agency right correct and they are victimized constantly so therefore there are protections in place mm -hmm. those are our most at-risk people in our culture and our society so we have to protect them uh, it's such an important thing because I think that when you have agency and you feel like you are in control of your future I mean I it's probably easier to talk about when you don't have that. Right, 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 right. What an awful position that is. You feel like you feel like you're disenfranchised. You feel like no matter what you do, you're not going to be able to get ahead. You feel like there is a force which is out to get you. You feel like I mean, you think about think about if if if, if I were living in um, in an inner city somewhere and I I thought that the police were working against me and I was scared of them. What a horrible, horrible, horrible thing that that would be, right? We're thinking about just the idea of um, thinking about agency as freedom, making it more practical about like how hard 
you think about how hard it is for someone to be put into it like a psychiatric hold and the number one reason why they have so many different barriers even if like it's very clear that this person should be is that in this country people do not want to take away the agency of others it's the worst thing to tell someone that you no longer make decisions for yourself and it's really hard to get them to that point because again it's kind of the worst thing that you could do especially here yeah so ways of giving it away ways of losing it i think that i think that there's the potential to trade that for for ease, hmm. for comfort, when you give away the opportunity, and I think that we all make these sacrifices all the time, instead of risking something, we opt for the easier route. I think that there's a reason that so many people are on medications, hmm. <clears throat> and I'm not a, not a freaking doctor, and if you're on medications and you need them, then you can tell me to F myself, but I, I think that there's a lot of people out there who are taking a pill because they want the quick fix and they're handing over their responsibility in this instead of doing the work and doing the hard work of it, take a pill. Diet and exercise, for example. I think that if you are overweight and you're taking some kind of a pill to lose weight instead of just monitoring your diet and working out to waking up early and making tough decisions, then you're giving your agency away. Um, There's that book, well, and I'm not going to be able to recall the name. I think it's the uh, subtle art of not giving an F. Yep. And that's Mark where Manson. Did that come from? With great responsibility comes great power. And that was the Spider-Man thing. With great power comes great responsibility. Well, he flipped it around and said, "With great responsibility comes great power." When you take ownership of your life, you accept full agency of things that you are responsible for your success or your failure, and all of those things. That's when you will. I think be on the path to reaching your fullest potential. How do you have that conversation with folks who you you alluded to it earlier? But tell me about. Uh, I'm curious to get your thoughts on how do you have that conversation with the folks who feel like uh, yes, I have agency, but not enough. So folks, and I'm trying to think of a a good example, which would be, um, say yeah, say someone in the inner city who does feel like. I don't have the same access to opportunity as someone else, and therefore the agent, my agency is not the same as your agency. Um, I'm, I don't know where I want to go with that, but I'm just curious about what, what your gut reactions are to that. Yeah, well, my gut reaction to that, to that situation is if I were growing up in an impossible environment with very little support and, 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 and no role models or anybody that I can look to, then I'd probably join a gang because it would give me that control oh, wow. and that respect that I was looking for as, as a young person. Well, that's not what I expected. I'm just, you know, no, that's a, that makes total sense. Actually, you know, you're, you're right, you're right. If that's really how do I, I agree, how do I gain agency? Yeah, to be doing that. Exactly. That's actually very true. I want that's, power. I yep. want control. I want respect. I don't want people to f with me. So I, I empathize wholeheartedly. How, how you fix that? I mean, I, I, I'm interested in having a conversation about, about again the student loan piece, mm-hmm. and and I think that you could also. It's a similar conversation about that, about how you help young people in an impossible environment. I think it's also to a degree about how you would even consider reparations for slavery mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, like how, how, how do we sort of get our arms around all these things? Less so that. Um, and I don't want to go down too many directions here, but so I don't have an answer to that question necessarily. I'm curious about, like, give me the framework for student loans. I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. So the idea here is that 
that the cost of education has exponentially uh, gone up and up and up over the past, I probably should have researched so I could have numbers. We're all aware that student loan debt is like $1.5 trillion or something like that. And growing. And growing. And that's because the cost of education went up and up and up. And a lot of that is because lending became more and more available. And so it's kind of the chicken and the egg kind of a thing. Money was available, therefore universities staffed up or made things more expensive and grew and grew and grew. And then people were doing advanced degrees as well, MBAs and law school. And so you have people who are graduating with immense student loan debt. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of those folks, um, and again, this is tough to sort of paint with broad strokes, but a lot of those folks are having a hard time finding jobs mm -hmm. or they're not willing to take the jobs that are available to them. Right. Ergo the problem. Yeah, I think it's, um, I mean, the student loan as it relates to agency, but student loans in general, I think you have an American education system that has pushed college for so many years for so many people. And so the rhetoric or the narrative has been to, um, to for, for economic um, opportunity and for um, for to, to really either get ahead of the generations ahead of you or um, upward mobility, college is the pathway. So you have a bunch of you have a generation of folks here in college, 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 um, and then colleges. Uh, with that, there's an increased demand, so of course they become more expensive, and so you have a system where people are demanding something that's becoming ever um, ever increasing in cost. Um, and then on the other side of that is you have these that you have that um, idea of upward mobility, but then on the the outcome side, you're finding that that is just simply not true. So you have kids that have been told, go to college, get your degree, and then graduate, and you'll do better. Turns out, depending on where you went to school, depending on what your degree is in, depending on a whole whole host of other factors, um, that may not be true. And so the job on the other end, but you now have accumulated a ton of debt because you were told to go to college and you didn't have the money for it. And so now, um, so now you're in this really precarious situation that a lot of Americans are in, that they have so much debt on their balance sheet that there's no way they could ever possibly pay it back. They will have to pay it back and they should pay it back. Um, but to your point about agency, it's that I mean, at some point, they made the conscious choice to do that. So it's not like you had a gun to your head to sign a promissory note. You just you you and your parent you and your parents probably uh, made the choice to sign off on that student loan, and so therefore you should, um, regardless of the context of that. I think I do agree with you, George, in that it it is something that you did on your own free will, and therefore you should be, deal with the responsibilities uh, and consequences subsequently uh, because of that. Yeah, it's a tricky one for sure consequences I think that there's a couple of really important things in there uh, first and foremost many people have advanced degrees and they help them to get great jobs and they have great careers sure and yeah. they make a ton of money absolutely so so that that's a thing um, and so I think it's important to make a distinction as as to whether or not you feel like you receive value for the degree and then if the answer is yes well then I think the conversation is two degree over, maybe. Right. Or if you say no, it's not. Well, then maybe that's maybe that's a little bit different. Right. Um, and and I haven't hashed this out yet, but let's just go down that path for a second. If you say no, my degree was not worth the hundred thousand dollars that I spent on it. Well, if we forgave your loan, would you surrender your degree? Hmm. That's a good question. Wow, that's fair. 
So I think that that's, you know, let's kind of wrap your brain around that. Um, and uh, sort of taking that one step further, there are a lot of people in 2008, 2009, and subsequently thereafter that had to, had their homes foreclosed on. Mm-hmm. Well, they took out a note and they made an agreement with the bank to take mm-hmm. out money to buy that house. And when they defaulted on that, the bank foreclosed and took their house. So it's sort of like that. If you want somebody to forgive you the debt you owe, you don't get to keep the house. Well, you also don't get to keep the degree then. Yeah, well, that's a great, that's a really good argument. I think, yeah, to your point, it's, um, look, I, I, do, I do understand for those folks who feel like they got a, a subpar education and that their degree means nothing, and so they have loan, uh, loans out. So I get, think that would probably be an interesting look at folks who, while they went into that with um, all the, I actually, to the point of agency, I would actually argue that they did not go in with the full information to make a, a rational decision. They were just going off the fact that they needed money for college um, without looking at like, maybe that degree is not going to work out for you or uh, maybe the school won't be accredited in four years and so it doesn't even matter. Uh, so for those folks, I do think there should be exceptions. But for the most part, if you got a degree, you feel happy with the education you got, then you need to pay the freight. Yeah. It is what it is. Um, I think from a pragmatic standpoint, I say that, but I also understand that like, it's not happening. So what is a, I think the conversation should be like, what is a pragmatic approach to this? Because if it's not complete student loan forgiveness, it ha- there has to be something in there because I mean, everyone's just frustrated. People aren't getting, the, 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 the lending companies are never recouping that money. People feel like they're paying nonstop and never getting, getting the debt off their balance sheet. So what can you do? And that's what I, I'm not smart enough to know that. Yeah. Well, and such a tricky thing because I don't think that you can, I, I don't think it's viable or reasonable or smart to just pay it off. That seems ridiculous to me. You mean for the government to just, or for the, the government society to, to just pay it off? Because the term forgive is sort of like we were talking about on the last episode. That's a nice, a nice rounded edge term that you want to use for somebody is paying your tab for you yep and it's the american taxpayer it's not like it just goes away nope that someone will pay them stealing money from somebody there is no such thing as a free lunch we know so so it's not forgiveness somebody is paying that and i tell you what i'm 40 years old i paid off my student loan last year right so how does that work You, you just forgive all the existing student loans that exist in the country well, that, that, that kind of sucks. Not that I would have accepted the money anyway because I will pay for the the obligation that I made. But what do you do with that? That's not fair. Not that life is fair. And do you want to pay for uh, loans of, uh, of of Barack Obama's daughters? I don't know if they have loans. I do you know? But they can't. Yeah, you know, are you interested in that? Yeah, is, yeah. Is, are they interested in money? Are, they, are, are you interested in paying off loans of super affluent people? Um, and if the answer is well, yes or no, well then how do you how would you ever possibly make those decisions? Yeah, I think there's um, there's two pieces of that. One, I do think because um, I'm in this camp of like I do think there should be debt, not forgiveness, but relief for anyone that's gone into uh, the social sector. I do like that. Then that is a existing program of if you've worked for a nonprofit it for is. ten years, then mm-hmm. um, that yeah. can can go away, which I think makes sense because you made a sacrifice to make a lower so income and all that. There are programs which currently exist. Oh yeah, currently there are plenty of programs that currently exist. Get on the Google machine. Look kids. on the Googles. Um, but I also think fundamentally we're talking about the idea of 
where where people's beliefs and values because I think there will always be a camp like you that are like no I this is on me I I, 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 I did not own a home during the, the 2008 region but it, I think it'd be hard for me to think I I did this but I'm gonna make someone else pay for it um, I think you and I are the same camp of like that's just not that's just how I was raised that's not what I would do but there but there are many people in this country that are saying like yep. I'd have $100,000 in student loan debt and I'm not paying for it and you should, uh, which is, that's just a fundamental look at values in this country. You either are that person or you're not. And that's probably the bigger conversation we should have. And that's, that's exactly the one I'm interested right. in having. I believe that this is actually binary, that either I accept responsibility for, which is what agency is, that I'm in charge of my decisions or I am not. Right. And so the immense danger mm-hmm. of teaching an 18-year-old, well, no, you're, you know, you did this, but it's not really your fault. It's the big bad bank or the big bad government or it's the man or it's the woman who is once again holding you down. It just chips away at it, man. And I think that slippery slope is a legitimate fallacy even or a legitimate problem. It's not mm-hmm. a fallacy at all. Once you get on that slippery slope, you will continue spiraling and more and more down, and you will have less personal responsibility in your life in a time where I think that we need more and more of that. I agree, but what do you do? I, I agree, but I always I think everything should have an asterisk and uh, a caveat. But so back to the point about I believe in agency with um, the idea that everyone has the same amount of information. So you make decisions based on like the information that you have. So for folks who were, um, I don't want to say. I don't want to say the companies were predatory, although people use that term all the time. But rather, um, do. yes. Um, but rather, predatory. you entered into something that you, the perceived value, what you were sold, is not what was you're getting on the back end. What do you do with those folks? I, I mean, here I, I think there should be. I don't think. So I do think there's there should not be widespread debt forgiveness because that just doesn't make one. We don't. It just doesn't make any. Doesn't make any sense. Um, but what do you do for folks that are saying, hey? I, I can't pay this because I was told I would be able to um, get a even say fifty thousand dollar job from an accredited school or, or from this accredited university. It's no longer accredited. I do not have a fifty thousand dollar job, but now I'm saddled with debt. What do we do for those people? Because I don't think that's a question of agent. I think there's plenty of agency there, but they didn't have the. They just got sold the wrong bill of goods. And I don't know how many what percentage of people Could that be. is. Yeah, I have no yeah, idea. I, I have no I, idea. I, 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 I don't know what percentage or whatever that is either. <clears throat> There's no such thing as everybody has the same information. That's just impossible. It's never going to happen. So, I, right? Not that's, that's, same information. I'm thinking like correct information. There are large not, I, it, and that's and that's as gray as it gets too. Right. I mean, There's no right or wrong information. I mean, you enter into something not knowing what's going to happen in the future. I don't know if I'm going to get sick. I don't know if I'm going to get hit by a car tomorrow. I have no idea what's going to go on. I don't know what's going to happen if I go to Berkeley and then tomorrow, after I graduate, there's an earthquake and the the, the earth swallows it, so therefore it's no longer a university. Not that that will matter for Berkeley necessarily, but there's any number of things that are going to happen in your future which I have no control over. All you can control is the decision you're making, and you make that on on decent information about a projected thing. I I, I don't know if I'm answering your question or not. I think it's not, like, to some degree, yes, that's true. I, I I get what you're saying, but also you have to like just from a practical standpoint. Like just from a practical standpoint, what do you do? You were told that I, I don't know, University of Grapefruit is an accredited university. 
yep. you're going to get your psychology degree. You're going to make $40,000 a year. And it's like, yeah, that's actually probably true. And then third way through, you have this much debt. And they're like, oh, no, University of Grapefruit actually no longer exists. And that person, so your idea would be like, well, you could it's, probably tough, sue it's them. Like tough shit, man. Uh, it's you at your probably rate. sue them, right? Nobody knew that was going to happen. Unless, so I, if, if they knew that, that, that they were going to go under and they still started, they still kept accepting students, well, that that would be a totally different deal. Gotcha. So I just don't know how to remedy that. Yeah, that, that's, that's what As a society and a culture, we need to make decisions on this is what's important to us, which again, going back to this is why we protect seniors and children. <clears throat> so I don't know if we can continue that on that any further, but to a degree, it's interesting to me when, when you start talking about that an 18-year-old is not capable of making <laughs> these kinds of decisions. Well, they're old enough to go to war and vote, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, a lot of these people we're talking about are in, in their 20s, mm-hmm. 22, 23, and they're taking on grad school debt. And if those people are still telling me, oh, I didn't know what I was doing, well, I don't know what to tell those people at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we need to make a decision that we protect people of a certain age, you know, and I think that 18 years old, that is the age that we said that people are an adult. So we need to stick to that. Right. Yeah, I completely agree. So that's an interesting thing. I have down on my piece of paper here notes about how um, notes about how as a culture we're actually letting young people make decisions about changing gender and things like that. Um, and I think that that is such a, a difficult, difficult issue that everybody needs to individually deal with. But if we're going to let a three-year-old tell me that that their preferred gender is something other than their current and they're going to be able to make that decision, well, then we're certainly going to let an 18-year-old make a decision on taking out a student loan. Agreed. I completely agree. So I'm glad we figured that out. Um, I think it's going to be a long, you know, this this conversation around student loan debt, it's like a really good look at a bigger issue of, again, agency and responsibility. Um, it's going to be something that's, that is going to be part of the political rhetoric for a really long time. It'll be interesting to see who... Um, who supports the idea? Who doesn't support the idea? There's been even articles. It's not going to be interesting. It's going to be the Democrats saying that we should do that, and the Republicans I, saying no. I, I, I don't think it's. As, I do not think it's as black and white as that. Um, I do think there's. <laughs> I, I believe that it's going to be much more nuanced when you get through just fundamentally what, um, how folks are reflecting on it. I think that the part that's really fascinating is to what you said earlier is like if you're someone that's paid off student loans, right? How do you feel about that? And like, and I think that's going to cross that's going to cross the aisle, right? If you are a Democrat that you paid your hundred thousand dollars and you're like, I did it, it sucks. Like it sucked, and I had to sacrifice. Why does why should I? Why should you not have to do the same thing? So I don't think it'll be um, very party specific, but I do think it's going to be a bigger thing that now will be probably one of the bigger things that's talked about in the in the in the election. Yeah, probably is true, right? I mean. I think that once once you make the decision, and this sounds like, sounds like an asshole thing to say, but once you make a decision to own the decisions that you make, that's, again, with great responsibility comes great power. When you're in charge of it, then you're going to make better decisions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then maybe you won't take on $200,000 of student debt. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just won't make that decision to do it. Or maybe you work during college and, 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 and you won't graduate with debt at all. These are important conversations. And 
And if you just wave a magic wand and forgive somebody's $100,000, what have you taught them? You've taught them absolutely nothing, that they have no agency, that poor thing, the, the bad, bad person did this to you, but we're here to bail you out. How is that helping? And I guess the other argument is, well, how is it helping to make them pay off that $100,000? Well, I tell you what, man. I, I think that if you made them do it, then as they are probably going to be made to do it, then they'll come out the other end better because of it. Call me a jerk because of that. That's totally fine. The other thing about just making college free for people. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, when was the last time, and have you ever had an experience where you gave somebody something for free that they didn't work for? And how much did they value that? Right. And it just, like, I, I think that's a ridiculous, it's a ridiculous notion. I mean, it's, I, I don't understand who, I, I, there are so many non-starters who pays for it. Like, it, a but university yeah. costs a lot, it costs <laughs> a lot of money to run a university. Like, a lot of money to run a university. And to that point, it's like, you have, to, you have to have skin in the game. Like, you have to. You have to pay something so that you value it. You have to pay something so that you know that you're getting um, quality. I just, that, that's, a, that's a complete non-starter conversation to me. Well, there it is. From the mouth of Centauri Minor. Minor, Grumbacher, Grumbacher, Minor. 2020. 2020. <laughs> so, no, no. We, we're, we're not in the debates. Yeah, 2024. Maybe 2028. Ooh, that'd be a good year for us. Yeah. I, I like this. Wow. Might be on yeah. something there. Yeah, I never really thought about that before. But now that I am, <laughs> it's got a pretty good ring to it, man. <laughs> yes. What would our uh, slogan be? Oh, I'm sure we can pay someone pay, <laughs> put a lot of money for that. I kind of like Drain the Swamp, though. Because <laughs> right? I'm sure it's still going to be Oh, I'm sure still it's going to be, be crappy. Thing. Yeah. It's still going to require draining oh at that point. Oh, God. we got to do it. <laughs> we have to. Lock her up? <laughs> oh, man, no. At, at that point, there will well, be some we'll scandal. We'll still be running against Hillary Clinton. Yeah, 100%. Because she will never go away. Because I imagine that we'll run as independent. Yeah, maybe that time. By that time, independence will have some traction. <laughs> They'll be allowed into the debates. That's awesome. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Hmm. How do you think you'll identify then? Like gender-wise? Yeah. What? Or just just in general? <laughs> <laughs> Probably independent. Okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah. you can identify yeah. gender-wise. <laughs> independent. No, I'll still be me. Okay. Good old man, Centauri. <laughs> Love it. All right. Anyway, um, oh, this is food for thought. You know, this is stuff that that we, we, we need to chew on. And like we were talking about last last week um, or the last time when we we're talking about being vulnerable and being able to ask questions. Um, and I know that at times I think I was probably a little too pointed or a little too harsh in my criticism or, or, or critique. Uh, but it's all stuff that I'm trying to hash through in in my own head in my own mind. I'm not married to any of it. I'm really, I'm really not. I am married to the importance of 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 agency and the role that it's played in my life. Right. Uh, but but not all the stuff we talked about today. No, I think if, if if anything, this conversation eliminated the need for more conversation. So as people are going through their daily lives and just sitting down and talking about like being vulnerable about their own um, pieces with student loans and their educational journey and what they actually think about it, it'd be I'd, and this is going to force me to like talk to folks about like I. I, in my mind, and this is me, this is me having to have an open mind. I, in my mind, I can't understand an argument for completely 
wiping away student loan debt, but I would be curious to hear from folks in my friendship circle that believe otherwise. Yeah, or even strangers. I'll just go up to someone at Starbucks and say, what are your thoughts on giving, getting rid of student loans? No, I'm not going to do that. No? No. I'm going to get punched. Yeah, maybe. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, whether you liked it or not, why don't you go on iTunes and leave us a review? It'd be awesome. Hopefully, if you liked it. And uh, keep questioning because, and this is a real thing, as always, the struggle is real. Boom. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step-by-step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show.